from Dawn Passage giving chase at shades of last year. Arkadimus from Dawn Passage, but Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. Evening listeners, welcome to another episode of Triple J Racing Weekly. Um, joined once again by Bryce Parker from up in uh, the Sunshine State, Queensland. How you going there, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me again. Um, absolutely beautiful day up here. Weather's uh, been bliss, so how's things on your end? Yeah, weather's fantastic down here where I am too, mate, which is which is really good considering all the rain we've had. But uh, obviously coming off a pretty frustrating weekend there where we, we lost nine of the ten races in Sydney, but... Uh, races still went ahead in Caulfield, and I, I certainly had a bit of a tough weekend. How did you go? Oh, it's pretty. Tatum Bull got me out in the last uh, with the one where she just went straight up the rails and bolted in. So, uh, luckily, mate, that saved me $10. Um, it was a shame to see Ramwick off straight away because it was a perfect setup for the likes of Deep Romance and a few others. But if it's for the safety of the horses and riders, then that's a fair call and managed to snag true crime in the first. So, that was good. But Overall, mate, yeah, it's, it was a bit of a hard day and they were coming from everywhere and um, a few sort of winners I just didn't expect to, to be winning. So a few caught me off guard, mate. It was definitely a tricky day for punters. So hopefully um, more winners this weekend. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I was a little bit frustrated watching a few of my runners go around. It's Duke of Hastings there, I thought, a bit of a horror watch. I thought he should have won his race. And then uh, Pasquero. Just uh, found all sorts of trouble. So, you know, when that happens twice in one day, it's, it's time to put the queue in the rack and start again next weekend. So that's what that's I've it. done. I've started doing form for this week. So we'll uh, we'll get straight into that, mate. Uh, we're obviously going to do things a bit different this week. We're not going to go ahead and um, roll through as any certain races. We're going to go through um, horses we're keen on across all tracks. Um, we'll start with Sydney, which is Rose Hill. Tracks are heavy nine at the moment, mate. But uh, rail out four metres. Shouldn't be much rain until race day and plenty of wind. So I'm hoping it gets back into the soft track there. Um, any thoughts on the track before we get into things? Yeah, it's a bit tricky to read uh, with Wong today. It was into a soft six and I had uh, a few of my tips were sort of aimed at the heavy range. So I think you're right, mate. It probably will get into the soft range if, if no rain's predicted. But a little bit of a lottery this uh, New South Wales forecasts. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. It's been really difficult lately, but uh, you know, if we do get into the soft range, we're going to be on that soft seven track. And um, hopefully, when 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 you get a wet track at Rose Hill, hopefully it's a, a fair day of racing and not that you know good for get on the fence and run. But uh, mate, we'll start things off in the the first race, which is the Tab Highway. I believe you've got a, a horse here you're keen on here in the first one. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like Highways is one of those ones. Up. I've got a nice grip on just if you watch a lot a lot of the midweeks you can get the upper hand in highways and I, I feel like I can get them more often than not and it's one of yours mate you were keen on so country and uh, I do concede it was probably a little bit lucky to win last start when another one of that threw it away but I just think with the n- nice map of dollar sticking and it's such a progressive horse it's going to be third up and it has plenty of upside I see it mapping to get a sweet running transit and I think that seven dollars is more than fair mate the other one that I'm giving huge respect to is well in sight because it had problems first up and uh, you go through its form. It's uh, seven lengths away from overpass and it bolted in three times before that. So I'm giving that massive respect. You've got J Mac booked aboard. A drying track would be no problems. We're getting $20. 
it's one of these things where a horse has one issue and the market's just ready to dismiss them straight away. It SP'd $6. So it, it was a drifter as well. I think it opened favourite. So same class, J-Mac aboard. They're not mucking about. Barrier 7 should sit just off the speed. I think $20 is way over the odds for well in sight, mate, um, given that it, I think it got the tongue tie over. So it had uh, excuses there. That can bounce back. I'd be shocked if that isn't in the finish. So I'm, I'm keen in the highway on so country and... I'm going to spec well in sight each way. I, I like it, mate. And um, so country is one of them horses that you just know is going to put itself on the speed and run a big yep. race for you. You know, seven starts over the career, seven top two finishes. And um, last start, oh, my, me personally, I did back the horse and we got the right price about him. But um, I was a little bit concerned about the fitness there. So, I mean, you got a nice draw there. Got the jockey sticking again, Brenton Abdullah, and um, added fitness. So real positive about so country. Uh, I've got one for listeners in race two that I'm, I'm pretty keen on, mate. I like uh, Wave Rider Boy. It's an 1,100-metre precise air handicap, and I, I really like the way that this, this horse returned first up. Uh, led them around at Warwick Farm, and I think that they may have even, or, you know, the, the rider might, may have even relaxed the horse down over the line. Uh, the runner-up out of that race won well yesterday at Warwick Farm to frank the form. I think barrier six on the day is going to be absolutely ideal, and, Jason Collar's statistics on a heavy track right now are the best in New South Wales. So I know they're, they're sort of things that I don't really dive in too much, but, um, you know, he's certainly reading the tracks well. That's all I'll take out of that. And I think that Wave Rider Boy has a bit of a fitness edge now with that run under the belt against a few here, putting itself on the speed. And, uh, yeah, really like the horse. So I'm pretty keen on Wave Rider Boy in race two, mate. Have you got any comments on that race or are you keen to leave that one alone? Yeah, I was... Uh, pretty much the same with you, mate, with the Miyoshi form line. I had that sort of in asterisks to keep an eye on in terms of way rider boy. I know it has good wraps on it. I do think it was let go easy towards the end of the line. So I was actually going to back that as well as if Snipcat does run because and obviously a, a query with fitness and how long it's had off, but running third to Cooling Gatta with Russian Conquest right behind it and it's got a second to Russian Conquest before. So out of that open company... It's got no jockey at the moment, so I don't know whether it's going to run or not, but I, I, I'm keen on that and Wave Rider Boy, who, as you said, mate, Colette knows where to find the right parts of the track when it's wet, and it's got barrier six, which it had last start, so it just maps for the same run. Sweet Ride and Voldemort, they're both really promising types, but they've had a long time. They've had a while off, and they're both coming from really wide draws, so both of them need a bit to go right. I think you're, uh, you've got a good bet there with Wave Rider Boy, mate, and... Um, Keep an eye on whether Snipcat gets a start or not. I think that's just a spec at the $20 mark. Yeah, absolutely. I think Snipcat might get a start if uh, or might, might race if it gets into the soft range, but I don't think they'll be too keen to jump into this first up on a heavy track. Um, yeah. You've got one for us in race three, mate, which is the midway. Uh, very open midway, in fact, with Bartoselli, the favourite at $5. Uh, where are you heading here? Yeah, I've, I've got two, and I like backing. If I'm going to back two things, I've got to make sure most of them are either ones at, at odds and ones a saver, or back two things each way at odds. And I know it's a total flea, um, but the first time I ever backed air-to-air was last weekend or two weekends ago. And I thought it was horribly unlucky after missing the start. It's one of these horses where it goes against my grain where I say don't back things that don't win regularly. However... When it's, something's got a new stable and it runs as well as it did, it was outrageous from where it came from. Brocky Ryan aboard it, $12. I can entertain that bet despite the strike rate on a one-by-three basis. And the other one, mate, I gave Bellissoir big wraps and 
It was on a day where if you're sitting outside leader, you're absolutely toast. Uh, it worked up a bit, sat outside the lead on, and they just didn't judge the pace right. It was all the leaders dropped off. And obviously Frumos came through and looks a total star. You were bang on there. And I just think that eighth doesn't read as, as badly as it was. And uh, I just reckon that was a day where nothing sat outside the leader and, and went well. So I'm prepared to give that another chance. I, I thought its win before was outstanding. And now we get $16, Abdullah sticks and barrier five. So if he can get to the rail, that's going to give an almighty sight. And one lesson I've learned in racing, mate, forgive a horse off one bad run. Otherwise, you're left not with much. So I'm prepared to give that another go and we get a good price to find out. I do love that theory, mate. When you can, you, you just see one run in a horse's form guide, you just think, well, something went wrong that day. And then next start, the bookmakers just give you a couple of extra dollars on the, on the form. So I'll do like that myself, mate. Um, you've got another one for us in race four, which is the 1800 meter. Thank you owners benchmark 78. Uh, now she's on the favorite and narrated. Are you with the favorite or are you, you're looking around? Yeah, and it's a Waller-based race, and I don't like doing this often, but I do think at the $8.50 mark, lovely esteem, it doesn't need to improve much. You look at that run, that's the last run behind Alcyon, and that's the right form for this. J-Mac aboard, Barrier 2, it's only going to get a peach. And um, I am with J-Mac in a lot of rides on, on Saturday, and I've just come to the conclusion, mate, that if it's a decent enough horse and you've got someone like J-Mac or Dylan Gibbons aboard, I'm just driven to it. You're going to get more often than not a fantastic steer and, and that's that's so important in this game. So maps for the perfect run in transit. Out of those three wall horses, I'm pretty keen on Lovely Esteem the most and it's paying the best. Uh, it'll handle the conditions. I just think it's out of the right form. And it's, it's only two runs in Australia, mate. So it's got a stack of upside. It's only going to get better out and trip. You go have a look at its form over in Ireland and it was over, you know, a lot further than what it's seen. So out to the 1800, it's going to run a ripper. Have you got anything in that race? Mate, I found that race really difficult. And the uh, reason being, I was very keen on Elusive Jewel last weekend at this, in the 1600 metre race. And now this race is 1800 metres. And uh, I know that really nice draw there, Barrier 6. Narrated, I'm a little bit concerned about 1800, but you know, the horse will jump on the speed, gets the strong rider in Nashia board. Heavy track um, statistics are fantastic, so they were the two I was looking at. But then you got Mom Felicity, who was absolutely super first up, going to improve second up. So well, I'm not too keen to single one out here, mate. I did think the favorite was an okay price at four dollars, but I mean, there's a number of runners there that wouldn't shock me. So I'll say to leave race four, but I am keen on one in race five. Uh, I'll keen on two here that I wanted to look at. Actually, Shades of Rose, obviously, you know, had the issues first up this time around. Uh, second up, I don't want to criticise Rachel King because the last thing I like is when a jockey's, you know, when you see a horse stuck wide, especially one that you've backed, jockey just sits there and doesn't do anything. At least she made the move. She made the, the go forward move. It, it didn't pay off in the end. Uh, the horse was on jelly legs the last 50 metres. But um, this time around, you're in barrier two, shoots forward, gets the all-important jockey change to J-Mac. You know, you're going to get those soft hands aboard with J-Mac riding. And uh, with all that speed coming across from wide, man, I think Shades of Rose is going to get that crucial spot just in behind with cover, which will be able to save the horse's energy instead of what, what happened last time. Just had to use it all in, in run. Um, the other horse that I was really, I was sort of taken by the odds was French Marine. Uh, I just think that the horse is over the odds, down in grade, up in weight, obviously handles a wet track, um, comes off a little bit of a freshen up. And I thought the trial the other day was excellent. So um, I think barrier one's probably the concern there, but 18 and 420, I'm happy to have a save on French Marine. And I'm interested to hear who you liked in that race, mate. 
People think we're meeting up before this. Uh, mate, you have said the exact, exact write-up I've got of this race. It is the exact same. I've got French Marine, barrier one, question mark. I'm backing that. I'm backing Shades of Rose for exactly the reasons you said, mate. And I can be harsh on King. I, I can't catch her, but I, I agree with you completely, mate. Let it roll if you're stuck wide. We get J-Mac aboard, and how many kilos is he worth? 53 up to 57, but the drop in grade and barrier two, I'd be shocked if Shades of Rose isn't running at least a Quinella. And yeah, as you said, mate, spot on, French Marine, it's never missed a placing at the trip. And that was one stat I was really interested in. And if we get out of the heavy range, even better, mate, it's soft and good records, excellent. It's just a good horse. And you've got Timmy Clark from barrier one. So he's either going to just go hands and heels, Tim style, or he'll just go off the speed and it'll be a matter of finding a gap and, if I'm banking on someone to find a gap, I think Timmy Clark's one of the ones I'd, I'd want on. He's, he's just an aggressive person when it comes to it. Um, he, I think he's got the raps as being a leader, but he's good at finding gaps. I, I do believe he's good when he's just off the pace. So they're the two, mate. Um, spot on what you said. Yeah, absolutely. And with um, Shades of Rose, sometimes when you have a horse that likes to go forward, you want it, you want the horse to jump out of barrier two, get to the front and lead. But this race here just seems to shape perfectly if J-Mo can get that spot in behind the lead. And, you know, the, the gaps will open in the straight. Heavy track, they always open up. And uh, just like you said about Timmy Clark, you know that J-Mo's going to find the gap. So, and he's going to take a small one as well. So, yeah, I think I think you can play Shades of Rose and also save on that other runner we did. And, um, yeah, for those wondering, we don't, myself and Bryce don't talk about horses prior to the podcast. So, uh, if we both like one, um, go and press go. And hopefully we can all have a collect together. Race six, mate. I'm keen on one in this race, but I'm like, I'm keen to hear your thoughts first because I know you like one as well. Yeah, I'm super keen on Deep Romance. I, it's just overlooked by the market again. I, I came in, I came in with this element of bullishness last time it ran. I really just had this feeling. I think it was ten dollars when I tipped it, and it was the horse that I, I don't really have a a massive staking plan myself. I go off feeling, and it was the horse I really backed heavily out of the day of all my runners and it didn't let me down it was a two-length win it could have been more and its turn of foot was outstanding mate so pending track pattern but if Regan Bayless rides at cold and they're coming out wide I'm so bullish this is in the finish again I don't know how we're getting $13 especially if the track stays heavy mate because I just think that win was uh, everyone kind of visually watched it and went wow missed that but Go look at its first up run. It was unlucky to lose to Glittery, who smoked them in the midweek. So I think that form line's brilliant. Bear in mind, Kalino and Kanazawa are coming out of that cross-talk um, form, which has really stood up. So I do think the two favourites are hard to beat. Uh, Pizarro is good as well. So it is a stacked race, mate, but Deep Romance should be much shorter than $13 at the moment. And um, bar that one issue where it had coughing in between, it's run second to Glittery. And it's smacked them in a BM72. It's got the same grade here. It's up two kegs. A little bit harder, but I think it should be five or six dollars. What have you landed on, mate? Yeah, this is another tricky race, mate. But I um I've obviously been really keen on this Pizarro. I've been following this all too hard gelding really closely. This preparation after a great first preparation. And um I thought both the first two runs of the the, the, the campaign here was probably, you know, unlucky not to win again, although pretty wild's a nice horse. Um, I think that, you know, wide barrier, That's it's a massive track pattern watch for me here because um, the two that I like are the one you like, Deep Romance and Pizarro, and I think they'll be, they won't be forward or midfield. They'll be coming from the rear. So from barriers, well, they'll come in a little bit, but uh, 14 and 17 or whatever they are, they're going to be coming down the outside lane. So 
Uh, I need I need runners to be able to run on, and Rose Hill, that's not always the case. But um, I really think that Pizarro is ready to go here third up out of the 1,300. I like Hugh Bowman aboard. When, when you give Hugh Bowman a good horse, a good quality horse, you know they're going to get the right ride out of him. Um, I think he's, over the years, you know, um, well, I won't say too much there, but I think Hugh Bowman on the right horses can get the job done for us. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's a fair track on the day. But um, I think the price is right for Pizarro, and I wouldn't be uh, disappointed if five or six came out of the race, bringing the horse into about barrier 12 or 13 instead of 19. Um, yeah, they're my thoughts, mate. Yeah, definitely. And I I agree with your comments on Pizarro. Pretty Wild was weighted so well last start. Like I think it was staying in the same grade and dropping weight. It was almost just handed the race on weights and, I think Pizarro was dead set unlucky. There was gaps to third and it was charging late. I think I ended up backing them both, so I wasn't too phased with the result. But out of that run, you'd back Pizarro nine times out of ten. Um, so it's knocking on the door, mate. As you said, track pattern. I think that and Deep Romance would be steaming late. Yeah, with Pizarro, he's, he just seems to... You know, I know a lot of horses do at the moment, but he just keeps finding these heavy tracks. I think if we can get... I don't know if we will, but there is a lot of wind around. If we can get... I'd love to see him on a soft six or seven there, third up at the peak fitness and um, see how he goes. But that's actually a great race, mate. And there's a lot of winning chances in it. So it's an interesting one. Uh, race safe for myself. I'm, I'm happy to back Jojo was a man. Um, once again, I was pretty keen on the horse last week in the winter stakes. And um, obviously, you know, this time around, we go all, all the changes this week is crosstalk enters the equation and uh, goes in from barrier five to barrier three. But, you know, Jojo was a man has the fitness edge on a couple here. Uh, we'll roll forward, handles a wet track and, uh, you know, I know that uh, last week with the heavy 10 track, I was more confident and this time around it might not be, but I still think that it's pretty well suited here against a couple of horses that are, you know, first up and probably needing the fitness edge. So I'm keen to play Jojo was a man. And I know that you've got one for us in race 10, mate, which is a 1300 meter benchmark 78 with uh, two $6 favorites, Serlamer and Titanium Power. So who's taking out the last race? Yeah, I've, I've always been a massive Silent Agenda fan. And one thing about this um, this gelding is that it's always over the odds. I think um, without blowing your own trumpet, three times I think I've won on Silent Agenda over $20. You pick it on the right day and, and you just get it. You know, King was aboard. It was an uncharacteristic lead. Uh, Silent Agenda is normally off the speed. And I thought it stuck on really well. 1.5 length off them in the BM88. Uh, it drops in grade here. Yeah, I've got barrier 12. I'm putting a fair bit of faith in Abdullah to have a big day, but this is well and truly proven in BM78, mate. And this is the time of prep where Silent Agenda, look at its fourth up record, two wins, two seconds from six goes. Thing absolutely flies this time of prep. And off that last start run, any improvement, it's going to be really hard to beat, provided that the track's playing okay. My only knock is it's coming back from the 1300, but you got to have a look at the weights, mate. It's first up. It was a, it was right behind silent uh, sorry titanium power and that's favourite in this race uh, so and um, look it's meeting uh, titanium power sixty two point five um, so I just think on the weight side silent agendas uh, in way better there so there's uh, there's a lot of things ticked and you look at the prices the favourite versus silent agenda six dollars versus seventeen there's absolutely nothing between them uh, so I think it's been disrespected by the market yet again. And I'd be shocked if that isn't fighting out the finish. Anything in that race you've got? Yeah, I think um, interesting about Titanium Power, if Canasta races in this race, they're just going to go up front and you know bully the, the crap out of each other up front. So it should set it up for a horse in behind. 
Um, I was sort of, I got a lot of work to do on this race still in terms of a couple of replays to watch and all that type of thing. But one runner that really surprised me first up and it really um, grinded my gears actually was Naval Soldier because I, uh, I've always had an opinion of this horse. And I know that uh, you look through the form guide and, you know, all through the form guide, you see nice horses there, Rustic Steel, um, Geo and Kiss Sum. They're all, there's all winning form around the horse. And then, you know, heavy tracks, the horse just relishes it. So I know for a fact first up because I was uh, visiting the stable the day before the race and I um, posed the question as our noble soldier was going and they just said, oh, look, he um, he's going really well, but he needs a fitness run. There's been too, too many wet tracks down here and we haven't been able to get any proper trials into him. So he needs to run. And they said it's probably, you know, um, yeah, he needs a run, and then he comes out and wins wins first up quite well there over the 1,200 metres on a heavy track. He might be in for a great preparation and should take fitness out of that run. So I know this is a harder race, but look, they've chosen to race on the harder one on the day. They were nominated for two races. They've come here and um, drawn a great barrier, 31 and 7 in a heavy truck. I think, you know, you could probably have a little bit of a saver on um, Noble Soldier. But, um, yeah, a bit of a difficult one, mate. I know that uh, you're not the biggest fan of, of betting around Death Valley there at Mooney Valley, but I've got a couple on the Melbourne program, mate, and um, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into them. Race two, Alpha One. Uh, Damien Lane goes aboard, $2.70, jumps out of barrier four. This is a horse that I've, um, I've backed both times, this preparation. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got we've gone bang, bang. He, um, he bashed him up at Newcastle over 900 metres. He jumped on the fence and absolutely bolted in there and, Second up at Hawkesbury over the 1,000 metres. He was on the fence, let him up again. And I don't know how, but he ended up on the outside fence. So my one query with him was uh, turning into getting onto his Melbourne leg. But um, if you watch the end of that Hawkesbury race, I'm sure that he got onto his Melbourne leg because he ended up there almost into the crowd. So he's very green, but I think he's a very fast horse with a massive motor. He can sustain a fast speed for a long time. And I think the 955 metres, he'll jump out from four five on the fence. Got no doubt about it. He's quicker than the rest of the horses early. And uh, I think he's a very strong colt. So um, I'm pretty keen on Alpha One, mate. Have you have you had a look at the Melbourne races or got any opinion of this one? <laughs> I'm grinning because I had in my head last night um, when I was uh, thinking about the podcast, I thought, I reckon a dollar ten fish is tipping Alpha One. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, I'm with you, mate. I've, I've already backed it myself. I've, I think I, I backed it in when I saw you tip it and it was outstanding. Backed it again. It's one of those ones where... No reason to jump off. Done us well. And time and time again, mate, how often do we see the New South Wales form hold up? Shallowman was was good first up, but in his form, the form around Shallowman read really well. I think I was guilty of overlooking it seconds to let's roll the dice on a heavy deck. Uh, it's probably not going to get that heavy deck here. So all, all things lead to Alpha One in this, mate. Uh, Fishian, or however it's pronounced, is probably my danger. Uh, just just put away for a while and it has good upside. But 955 metres, uh, a jump and run job. I'd be surprised if Alpha One doesn't win this, to be honest. Yeah, he's just, he's, well, I really like him. I've seen him in person before and he's such a really athletic cult. And then I thought, well, they tipped him out after a first preparation. And then what he did on on, on first up this time around in Newcastle, I just love that. And, and look, as you said, you know, Mooney Valley, you want to get on the fence, you want to be leading, you want to be... You want to be um, leading him up around the corner, and and, and he's he's got that reason to be green because he's he gets that far out in front that he's, he hasn't got any any help around him. That sometimes he, like Hawkesbury, at the end of that thousand meter race, he sort of started moving around a little bit, but no one's up there putting any pressure on him because he's too quick for his own good. So I'm hoping that that's the case on the weekend, and um, I don't think you can get a better rider aboard um, Damien Lane, Frosty Lane there at Mooney Valley. So keen on Alpha One, uh, race seven, mate, at Mooney Valley. I'm keen on Jimmy the Bear. 
Uh, currently the favourite at $4.20. twenty. I think he's flying this preparation. I love the form lines he comes out of where he's he's, he's been behind Cardinal Gem, Aaron Bay, or he beat Cardinal Gem and Aram Bay. Um, he was pretty strong last start. I think he can peak again here fourth up. He'll throw himself into the race from barrier eight. And um, I think he'll come across from that draw with a couple of slow starters inside him. And, and I, I reckon he's going to absolutely relish the 1,600 metres. He'll Billy Egan aboard. So that's a jockey combo, train, jockey trainer combo that I like, Billy and um, Patrick. So pretty keen on those. Jimmy, the Bears chances. Have you got a, any thoughts on that race? Yeah, mate. I've, I've honestly tipped two things at the Valley and it's Alpha One and the Bear. And I've been with the Bear since its first run. I was on, a, on its um, debut run and I've, I've pretty much almost been with it every start. You, you get a great side out of him. Um, he's a super horse. I remember his Bendigo run where he put them away at the end of last year and I saw the turn of foot and went, he's going to be Saturday grade. And he's probably exceeded what I thought he was going to do, but... The second of Daytona Bay, and as you said, Aaron Bay, Cardinal Gem, this is the outstanding form for this kind of race. Some of these ones that are dangerous, like Pricks Deterns first up, and a lot of them like Umgawa and uh, El Cobodes, you look at their strike rates. I mean, it's just, you know, they're stuck stuck looking for another win. Jimmy just keeps popping the wins on. So he's always a good price. He's never too short. $4.20, I think it should be $3.00. As you said, Billy Egan, Patrick Payne, probably almost one of the best combos in Australian racing. And his running style, he'll either be off the speed and charging or he'll put himself on it. Either way, he's going to fight out the finish. He very rarely doesn't. Six times in the Quinella from eight career starts. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic stats there. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this Moody Valley program on the weekend. And it sounds like if I have a good weekend, mate, you'll be having a good one as well. So... Uh, we'll see how we go over these last couple of races. But um, race eight, mate, I'm pretty keen on Jamie Carr riding Tavi Dance. It's a 1,600-metre Rambit, uh, Tegan Harrison Cup, benchmark 100. I think um, Tavi Dance is the only off-speed horse I really want to back on Saturday at Mooney Valley for obvious reasons. It's not the type of track you want to be doing that. But uh, I just think he's so ready to win here third up. He's been racing uh, really good order. And I think the tempo suits with uh, speed drawn across the track, which will give um, backmarkers their opportunity. And just third up, getting to the mile here against a couple of horses that I think are either deeper into the preparation or have bigger targets in mind and further out in trip. So, obviously, um, Chief Alton is in the race. I think he's been a little bit sort of um, overhyped this time around. He's worked really well weighted there at the absolute minimum. So, I think those two will fight it out. But I think Tavi Dance is the best horse in the race. And I think that um, the horse has done enough in the first two starts of this preparation to suggest that uh, we'll be able to go on and, and, and run a big race here, third up at the 1600. So Jamie Carboard, I'm keen on Tavi Dance, mate. Um, you like anyone in this one? I'm, I'm a bit with you on the Chief Alton. I've always had an opinion that it's just a bit overrated. You go look at its last 10 runs, it's SPs versus its results. And it's, you know, $7.50, $6.50, uh, $4, $5.50, $3, $3, one win out of all of those. So constantly below $10. And that's what I think that's one of the key stats I, I like to look at, mate, because you get these horses, and I think Tony Golden's the best trainer in Queensland. And I have a, a lay column in the back of winner every weekend, and I'll put Paladas and Glitter Strip in that thing for the last two years or year, and it just continues. I, I just copy and paste almost. It's they just keep starting $3 and they lose every time, every time. And as I said, Golden's an absolute star trainer, but it's the same thing with Chief Alton. Bookies have put him up 270 
He's been rolled below $10. He's passed nine of 10 starts. Oh, I don't understand that. And um, as you said, mate, Tavernance, I think should be favourite. I think you're, you're spot on there. And one I'm interested in is lure me in at $41 because it, it bolted in a recent trial and it beat Star Sparks, who came out and won today. So I'm just a little bit interested there with lure me in. I know it's Mooney Valley and it's going to need luck, but Damian Lane's an interesting booking. Um, you know, you're not mucking about if you're booking someone like Damian Lane. It's placed at the track. It could surprise these, mate, especially with that trial, that form coming out. And I mean, it's form is Sydney form, which is it's going to hold up more often than not. So I know it's really hard to catch, but if, if you're getting $2.90 uh, for Chief Al to me or two seventy, I think Lure Me In deserves a look. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tavadan starts favourite. Yeah, that's a fair point about Lure Me In as well. And um, obviously the horse seems to peak second up and he's had that real pipe opener off a lengthy break there behind Taxil and Oscar Zulu in a pretty fast run, 1,400 metres on a firm deck at Ramwick, which was never going to be a winnable task for him, but off a nice trial there. Second up, goes down to Melbourne and Frosty Lane book. That's a not a bad little share there at the 41 and $10. So, um, yeah, excited about that. But Chief Elton, he's one of them horses that, you know, you seem to have him in the midweeks Wednesday and he's either winning or second and third, you know, but then you put him in big races and he can still do the same thing, second and third. It's like, well, mate, if you're going back to the Wednesday, you need to be bolting in come out yeah. of the bigger races and, 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 and be competitive. But he's just the same every start. But anyway, great race to finish things off there at Mooney Valley. Um, you've got a couple for us in your home state, mate, Eagle Farm. Um, I'll just get this loaded up here and then we'll get stuck into it. Race four we'll start with. It's obviously going to be a good track there on the weekend, I believe, mate, coming from what you've told me. And race four, 2,400 metre, Miller Swim School, benchmark 75. I'm surely with the favourite here, Oceanic Flash, mate. Is that is that the case? Yeah, it's spot on. I've got in my notes, um, New South Wales form. Every single time I do Queensland, I, I it just it just holds up. I did the last. I've been doing Queensland meetings for back a winner, and every single time I see New South Wales form lines, mate, they stick. They stand up. Uh, very very rarely do they not. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, Simba. I was so red hot on him and his chances with the form, and I saw a few. Um, experts saying, you know, no good, good lay bet and things like that. And I thought, we'll see how we go. And just five lengths on them within the space of a couple of seconds. And it's no disrespect to Queensland form, but someone like Oceanic Flash comes in. You go have a look at the form lines behind you, Drazzle and, uh, you know, Born a King, Bartholomew Diaz. Uh, this just looks placement to get a win, to get a dry track. And um, Kyle Wilson Taylor aboard gets a claim to barrier two. I just think it should be winning this race. I really do. Um, Honourable Spirit comes out of the right races. And again, that's New South Wales form behind Arapo. Uh, but the horse's strike rate's uh, lately a bit of a concern. But Oceanic Flash, mate, this looks so ideal. Never missed the placings over the trip. And I, I think Kyle wilson Talent's one of the best in Queensland. He's a very good rider. He's very aggressive. So, yeah, mate, I'm red hot in the favourite. Have you got anything in that race? I'm with you there, mate. I think Oceanic Flash is really hard to beat. Uh, and one stable that I've noticed do seem to have a really good record at bringing horses up to Queensland and getting the job done. I know you mentioned Simba there, but they just seem to place their horses well, the Ryan and Alexio stable. And I think Oceanic Flash has been one of them sort of, you know, I've been keen on him a number of chances. He does a few things wrong, but this looks his race for mine. I think he's the best horse in the race here. He's well-weighted. And I think, you know, being back onto a firm deck, he'll be able to use his turn of foot at the end of those staying races. So I'm keen on Oceanic Flash as well, mate. Uh, we'll jump up to race eight now, which is the 1,400-metre country music race day handicap. Uh, one of your, your favourite horses here, mate, Tony Gollum, Paladas. 
Five dollars. <laughs> Who do you like here? I saw I saw him two dollars eighty in the in the open race, and um, you know, I, I tipped Doctor Zeus off its trial, which was fortunate enough to get to win the odds for me at tens. But Cal Paladas jumped two dollars sixty in the open race. I thought, oh, you're kidding. And it's it's five dollars here, which is you know it's still favourite, but. Mate, looks like Elvis is bringing in the bang on A form. Look at its record at this track. It loves racing here. Bar one poor run last start, it's right behind Taxu and it's beat its our time over in Victoria. So I'm really keen on looks like Elvis and Giannis, we're getting $16. Oh, forget it's it's two runs on soft decks. This horse just dead set wants a dry track, which is why they put it on the farm. There's the driest track in the world. Um, it, it's 10 links off Animo, uh, five links off in the Congo. It's beat Tiger of Malay and its last three tr- runs on uh, good tracks. It's run second to Converge earlier in its career. I can see that it's probably not going as well as those runs, but anything like any of those efforts, mate, it should be bolting in this. It's $16. You look at those New South Wales form lines, that'd be romping past Paladas. If you can get within, within a couple of lengths of in the Congo, you'll be putting Paladas to the absolute sword. So I'm really keen, mate. Looks like Elvis loves the track. And if Giannis is right and good to go and looking for a good track, I think it'd be far too good for them. Oh, $15 is outrageous odds, in my opinion. Anything in that one for me, mate? Uh, nah, not really, mate. I think um, you, you were spot on there. And we got the right odds about looks like Elvis, but I'm a little bit... Oh, I think the horse is well-placed and, and going really well. And, and as you said, absolutely loves the track, but... I'd need to see him running down the outside to be able to back looks like Elvis from that wide draw or Jimmy Orman's not a bad rider. He'll be able to find find a spot, but just as a, just the draw held me off. And Giannis, um, as you said, I know you're, you're spot on about the form and, and finding a good track. I think the rumors are Chris Wallace built him a stable at Eagle Farm and he's never gone anywhere else because he needs that rock hard concrete track, but he just doesn't seem to be traveling as well as he was before, but at least the odds are there. But for me, that's a race where, you know, once again, anything can happen and I'm not keen to really dive into one, but, Track pattern, mate. I'll be on looks like Elvis if they're running down the outside on the day. And uh, we're getting to the last run now, mate. Um, I don't mind a runner here in field weary or back last start. I'll probably, probably be doubling up again on uh, on that horse. But who did you like in the last one? Yeah, spot on. I, I should have put the um, the multi mate on you back in field weary and outside. <laughs> I knew that they were the two. And uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with you, mate. And it's the Frumos form. I think that's going to be, you know, the form to go through in the, in the, in the future, I think it's it's spot on. That horse looks an absolute star. It's the Bay Eid of Australia, um, that, who was unbelievable last night, you know, this morning. 54 kilograms, Jimmy Byrne, barrier four, to end the day at a $7 note. I'd be very, very shocked, mate, if it's not in the top three. It's a one by three play. Um, if you're having a shock a day, I'd be having a good red hot crack at, at Phil Weary in the last. Even luck in running, it should be extremely hard to beat. Last start was an absolute shocker watch and um i don't think this field's any harder i'm really keen on it mate manhood might not run here um it's got good wraps two dollars not not interested not at that price yeah i completely agree with you and 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 you're right that field weary run last start i i I sort of with the 200 to go i thought i got no chance here and then absolutely wound into the race and i thought oh we're gonna get this but we didn't quite get it and um i i agree i echo your thoughts around this race being uh, you know at least as you know, I don't think it's any harder, that's for sure. So, out of fitness, Jimmy Byrne goes aboard. I think you're right. Got the right price about the horse each way. 
Uh, that made that thing that sort of wraps us up a little bit there on our selections, and I'm I'm certainly keen to hear your your thoughts around uh, your best bet and value bet. You won't be surprised who who my best bet is, mate, coming out of the New South Wales provincial circuit. But uh, we'll we'll get into your best and value bets first. I'll probably do a couple here, mate. I'm going to say the dry cut good thing of the day, Shades of Rose. Um, I just think it's it's so well placed. It maps to perfection. Jay Mac aboard. Uh, so unlucky last run. I do concede that when you see such a good thing, you know, you see a lot of people tipping it and getting pumped. It just comes out and flops. It just seems to happen quite a bit. But I just think it's too good to be true. I look at those odds and I go, even money, it just... I think it should be quite. I think it should be a dollar seventy. I think it's extremely hard to beat. Good value, mate. Is Deep Romance race six in New South Wales? If it's a heavy track and they're running down the outside, I think that and Pizarro are going to be smacking the line together. Oh, it's way over the odds. It's it's in the same grade. One with a leg in the air last start, um, and uh, probably just just another one I want to mention, mate. Um, yeah, is, is to finish off the day is field weary. Like, as we touched on, probably a moral lift last start, but I'm going to trust that Frumos form uh, for a long time. I think that horse is a, is a superstar. I'm glad he tipped it the other weekend, mate, because I think that's going to going to be uh, group two, group one. It just looks... That, that turn of foot looks very, very good. I could have won by, by half the straight if the, if the jockey wanted to last start. So... I'm trusting that form and barrier four should get a nice run in transit. So field we're in the last at the farm. What are your best and value, mate? My best bet of the day is Alpha One at Mooney Valley. Reason being, I think he can find the fence again. And I just think he's an absolute speedster that'll love the 900, 955 circuit around there. And if he doesn't do anything silly up front, looking at the crowd and, and um, daydreaming, I think he's going to win the race with Shalaman very close behind, um, probably making a lot of ground up late. And value bet for mine is Pizarro in race six at Rose Hill. Uh, obviously, keeping in mind that um, with scratchings, a number of horses could come out. So, Pizarro is my value bet, mate. And um, best of the day, Alpha One. And just for your record, I've been doing a little bit of form this afternoon at uh, Kembla Grange. And uh, your your good man, Dylan Gibbons, has a very good book there, mate. So, when you get off this podcast, I want you to go and watch a couple of his replays and um, let me know how many Gibbo's going to win on Saturday at, at the Kembla. <laughs> and we'll go from there, mate. But thanks again for joining me. Um, and hopefully we've found plenty of winners this weekend and hopefully all the uh, all the races on Saturday go ahead and we don't we don't end up with, um, yeah, any uh, any any police chases like there was a Dooman on Wednesday or uh, any wet trucks. <laughs> thanks, mate. Have a great one. Thanks for having me, brother. Good luck, punters.